fellow redeemed in Christ Jesus. After his resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples over 40 days. And during that time, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 3, he showed himself alive, quote, by many infallible proofs, infallible proofs. The Greek term for infallible in that verse has the sense of unmistakable, undeniable evidence. Jesus Christ was indeed alive again. He met with his disciples. He walked and talked and ate with his disciples. He taught his disciples about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, John chapter 21, Jesus even cooked breakfast for his disciples. None of these post-resurrection appearances were accidental or coincidental. Instead, the risen Jesus specifically chose the times and places, the settings and circumstances, yes, to reveal himself unmistakably alive, but also by those repeated appearances, different times and places, to reveal himself as always present, as always involved, in the lives and labors of his people, as always with his disciples, wherever they went, whatever they did, as he will be with all of you. Such was the case in John chapter 21 when Jesus appeared to seven of his disciples, Peter, James, John, Thomas, Nathaniel, and two others that were not named, appeared to them as they were fishing on the Sea of Galilee. I said, as they were fishing, why would the risen Jesus appear to his disciples in such an ordinary setting? And by doing that, what would Jesus want his disciples to learn then and to learn now? There are many, many lessons, but here are two. Please take them with you. The first lesson is that the risen Savior is always with us, always with you, whatever you do and wherever you go. We're not told why the disciples went fishing that day sometime after Easter. Perhaps they were hungry. Perhaps they wanted fresh air. Perhaps they wanted to keep themselves occupied while waiting for the next appearance of Jesus. Regardless, eventually Peter said, I'm going fishing. And the disciples with him said, wait, we're going with you. And so off they went, boat, nets, high expectations, pushing off into the smooth water of Lake Galilee as the sun dipped below the horizon and twilight became evening. And all the while, I can imagine, all the while, they never expected that the risen Jesus would appear to them as they were doing something as ordinary as fishing. Surely, the risen Jesus had better things to do and better places to be than to join the disciples on a fishing trip. But then, don't we at times think of Jesus in the same way, as if the risen Jesus were with us for the big things, but not really interested or involved in the little things. Little things even like standing in the lunch line, or sitting here in the bleachers, or visiting with Christian friends. But tell me, how, how are those little things any different from seven disciples in a boat, casting nets, making small talk, 
and perhaps wiggling their toes in the water. How's it any different? It's not. It's the ordinary setting of this text of disciples that have gone fishing that offers such rich comfort to us, that proves that Jesus is always with us. Yes, in that he did the biggest thing. He died for our sins. He rose for our justification. But the same Jesus is with us in all the little things. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. But my friends, the power of his resurrection is not just for Easter day. It's for the day after Easter and the days beyond that. The power of Christ's resurrection is not just for the hereafter, but for the here and now. And the second lesson that Jesus wanted those disciples to learn, how dependent they were on him for success, for everything. Remember this, that the seven disciples who went fishing that day were good fishermen. In fact, of the seven named, three, Peter, James, and John, were professional fishermen. And that meant that they knew boats, they knew nets, they knew the lake. They knew the best times and the best places to fish. They knew all the local weather patterns. They had to know that because their livelihood depended on their success at fishing. And yet, according to John chapter 21, verse 3, despite all their experience and expertise and training, they didn't catch one fish, not one sardine, not one mushed, not one binny, or any of the other 18 species of indigenous fish that are found in the Sea of Galilee. When Jesus cried out, friends, have you caught any fish? They honestly had to say, no. So how foolish it may have seemed to these professional fishermen who fished all night and caught nothing. When the man on shore, because they didn't yet realize it was Jesus, said to them, well, throw your net on the right side of the boat. What? But when they did, they caught more fish than they could haul in. They had to drag the net behind the boat to shore. So let me get this straight. On their own, even with all their experience and training, the disciples caught nothing. But when they listened to Jesus... They enjoyed more than success. They received everything in abundance. If that's true of fishing, certainly true of salvation. In fact, it was through this miraculous catch of fish where they accomplished nothing and suddenly they had everything that they came to recognize. That's Jesus on the shore. John said, it's the Lord. And Peter, being Peter, jumped right into the water. Strength. Success comes from the Lord. Jesus wanted his disciples to remember that lesson, not only as fishermen, but as fishers of men, as messengers of the gospel, as apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers, as someone like Paul, who went through such heartache and pain in his gospel ministry and yet still would say of Jesus, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And so I ask you, my friends, 
What are you fishing for today? Fishing for peace of mind? Maybe release from guilt? Maybe an improved relationship? Maybe the strength to forgive and press on? If the Lord were to say to you today, friend, have you caught anything? How would you answer? And if your answer is no, could it be that you went fishing without the risen Christ? Are you looking in the right places for whatever you're seeking? Are you casting your nets deeply into the word of God? Or are you fishing someplace else? This much I know, that the disciples fished all night and caught nothing. But when they listened to Jesus, they accomplished everything. You know why? Because when we follow the word of Christ, the word of God, and we fish where he tells us, it's always the right side of the boat. So what have we learned? Well, we've learned that Jesus is with us wherever we go and whatever we do. We've learned that Jesus alone is the source of our true strength and success. And in the meantime, this is what I suggest. I suggest that all of us make a good-sized sign and hang it someplace prominent where we'll see it when we're about to do something or even walk out the front door. And I think the sign should say this, gone fishing with the risen Christ will return when the net is full. And it will be. Amen. Our closing hymn is 540, stanzas 1, 4, and 5. 540, 1, 4, and 5. <laughs>